Hello and welcome back to our podcast, The Prosecco Sessions, a weekly topics over a glass of fizz or two. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Prosecco Sessions. This is episode 10. It's Kat here, joined as always by my lovely co-hosts Laura and Pippa. So we've been loving all of your comments and opinions that you've been sending over to us about the episodes. We're like so chuffed with all the feedback you guys have been giving us each week. Um, So today we thought we'd do things a little bit differently and throw it over to you guys. So we thought what we'd do is we'd put a tweet out on our Twitter account um, asking about everybody's opinions. So we want to know, as you navigate through the world of adulting, what expectations do you feel pressured by? We've got so many opinions ourselves and we loved getting your feedback. So let's get started. Before we probably get started, can you actually believe that we're on episode 10 already? I know, it's actually mental. (laughs) Look at us go, look at (laughs) us already on episode 10. I was actually, I was writing like the planning notes for this and I was going to say something about how we got started and I was thinking, when did we actually start? Because it feels like we've been doing this forever already. (laughs) I know, it really does. I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe how quickly 10 weeks have gone by. Like, this is crazy. I think it's, we started end of March, I want to say. Was it the end of March? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look at how time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, we couldn't, couldn't have continued this. So when we started it, we didn't know if, anyone was going to listen at all and we've just been so chuffed every single time someone has taken the time to tweet us or email us and give us some feedback good or bad um and luckily most of it's been good so far um (laughs) apart from the whole swimming (laughs) in water microphone comment (laughs) we don't talk about that (laughs) sorry but yeah we've learned from the feedback that we've got and we're just so chuffed with with all of the positive feedback and the words of encouragement and the people that have have said this is just like the perfect thing to listen to on the commute into work that's exactly what we're going for with this we kind of want to bring you into our little girl talk (laughs) shall we call it and just make you a part of it so just a huge thank you to everyone who supported us with this and uh yeah here's to many more i feel like clapping now yeah well well, i've got prosecco i don't know about you girls but you know it's a prosecco session so i'm just gonna have a swig (laughs) same same. and we genuinely do drink prosecco throughout every episode Mm. that's why that's why it gets worse as we go on through the episode (laughs) yeah so just a just a little secret for anyone before we get into this topic so depending on what our schedule is we sometimes have to record three episodes at once and that means that if we're doing that, we we are dedicated to the cause and we will actually <laughs> open a bottle of Prosecco rather than having like a little mini Prosecco. So if you listen closely, you can kind of tell when Kat's on episode three of any recording session. <laughs> yeah, bank holiday binge fest, I was sloshed. <laughs> yeah, there was a fair bit of editing in that episode. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> 
So, ladies, the first tweet that I wanted to talk about was from the uh, lovely Emily from Musings and More. And she says, I went to a wedding reception at the weekend and we got asked four times when we were getting married or if we were engaged yet. Unfortunately, uh. it, yeah, unfortunately, it was with my boyfriend's family, so I had to smile sweetly whilst fuming inside. It puts me in such an awkward position. Do you have any tips on how to respond? My automatic answer was ask them when are they going to get some manners because seriously it's so rude <laughs> why do people think they can ask stuff like that not cool I, I genuinely think i'd just make a joke out of it because i think i'd probably say to my boyfriend in front of them i'd be like well ask him you know kind yeah. of like because if it's his family especially i'd be like right i'm gonna put the blame on you here so make out as if you're you're the problem maker here not me yeah it's like your relationship is only validated if you're married or engaged mm. i think it's Whoa. we're probably going to get onto this more as we go on from the tweets that we've got but i think it's like at every stage of life there are some absolute stalwarts that people come out with um and it, it's like a conversation filler that they yeah. have to go, oh, what can we talk about? Are they engaged yet? Are they engaged yet? Nope, that's what I'm leading with. <laughs> but mm. it's so yeah, uncomfortable. You, I think the ridiculous, the, I think the ridiculous thing is, is if you were to turn around to them and be like, oh, have you lost that five stone yet? You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> do that. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's like a topic filler, like, you know, a thing that you don't, you want to talk about because you don't know what else to talk about. And you know that last time you saw them, they wanted to lose weight. Well, you're not going to do that, are you? Yeah. I think a good topic filler is like, how's work? It's like when you're yeah. a kid, how's school? That's a topic filler, not when are you going to make this massive life decision? <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be upset because you haven't invited us. Yeah, because you're dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I would be properly snarky if someone said that to me now, I think. <laughs> that, yeah. That's just kind of my way. So, like, if someone said to me, when are you guys getting married? I'd like turn to him and be like, well, I don't know about you, but I haven't found the right person yet. What do you think, hun? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the problem is, is that we're just looking at our own opinions here. If we were to help Emily in this scenario, I imagine that you would probably have to be very British and kind of imply that you're not a complete, rude person kind of thing i don't know like no because they've been rude to me <laughs> by saying it's difficult though isn't it it's difficult when you're with your partner's family like i think i i personally think the way that i would handle it would be by saying something like it's just not on our agenda at the moment but um maybe in the future or something like that and just close it down and then and then move on very quickly so it doesn't allow for any more questions but uh we're absolutely loving life where we're living at the moment have you been there or something like yeah. that you know yeah. like change the subject very quickly so they don't think that you're really rude because it you've got to think about your partner in that situation as well you've got to think about if you're quite stubborn or you're quite Starky in that situation is actually going to put them in a more more difficult position it is a really awkward one i think it's it's one of those rites of passage that you're going to go through and you can't avoid it um but all i would say to people is don't be that dick so basically if you <laughs> get to get to that point when you're at a wedding and you see a couple come up to you and that flashes into your mind as a conversation starter don't go with it <laughs> go with something else but Oh, I don't know. 
I think it is a quite a hard one. I suppose I've learnt from experience on that one in that I used to work with a lovely girl and she'd been with her boyfriend for about seven years and he was a bit younger than she was and she really wanted to get engaged and married and me and my other friend, we would kind of encourage her and we'd be like, it's going to happen soon, you know, he loves you, all this sort of thing. And it it was quite awkward because he booked a big surprise holiday for her. And my friend said, oh, might be a surprise engagement. And I think that put that idea in her mind. And then, of course, she came back and she wasn't engaged. It was just a surprise holiday and he just loves travelling. But I thought, oh, God, we've put that expectation on her. And I feel really bad now. So I really think about it from my point of view as to, like I say, not being that dick. Like, not trying to put expectations on other people as much as trying to avoid having them on myself. What about you, Kat? Yeah. So um, <laughs> we went camping a few weeks ago and Chris did it to my friends. Mm. And it didn't come from like a bad place or anything. He honestly just sort of like joking around. But I could just see it made them like squeamish like oh you've asked that really awkward question and we're just gonna look at each other really awkwardly and smile and okay <laughs> it just made them feel really awkward and I just thought like if I were in that position now I think I would have like a pre-planned answer for that kind of thing if if it were me and be like well blah 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 and then like Pippa said like move swiftly onto a different yeah. subject and steer it away. I think it does also raise the question of why does have marriage have to be the next step? Today, in modern age, people move in together and that's such a massive commitment. Yeah. And so expensive. Yeah, I completely agree. Honestly, I completely agree. Because to me, marriage is not important in the slightest. I don't know whether it's because my parents are divorced or something like that. I just don't see it as a huge thing for me. As soon as I buy a house, I actually see that as a bigger commitment. Yeah, yeah I, I think... think living with someone is actually a much bigger commitment because you're prepared to spend a lot of time with them living under the same roof getting used to their habits etc so that if you if you get married i mean it is just preference isn't it if you're happy to just cohabit under the same roof then why is there this pressure or you know expectation of people to get married it is quite an old school thing to do nowadays and um, i mean i personally always wanted to get married um, and so did my husband, thankfully. <laughs> so, you know, we both were on the same page. But if you've got two people that are quite happy just doing their thing as they are, then why should people expect you to get married? So that's why I think it can be such a rude question if you are, you know, not interested in, in making that commitment. So I think in Emily's situation, the people she was seeing were probably people that she doesn't see very often so that's that as you say it's a go-to question it's easy it's a time filler you know you don't actually want to delve into that much more stuff about the rest of their life so you just kind of have that conversation because it's easy yeah I think it's also I mean she did say she was at a wedding reception so like I say it's a love is in the air yeah, yeah it's a conversation filler isn't it it's like what are we talking about today oh well, we've got a wedding going on so let's talk about weddings and that sort of thing from my point of view for you Pippa like you saying we would never be to you like are you getting married um come on you've got to get on that soon type thing have you asked him or anything like that 
But at the same time, if you do get married or get engaged, I'll be like, oh my God, I get to buy a nice dress and it's going to be such a nice day and all of that sort of thing. So sometimes when people are asking it, it is kind of for a selfish reason. Because well, it's like... I, yeah, but actually more so, you're being given permission to be excited about it because I've given you permission by telling you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like if I don't tell you this piece of information, it's clearly because I don't want you to know that piece of information. If I went to a wedding and I said, oh, look at my ring, I'm engaged, then clearly I'm giving permission to want to talk about it. Yeah, we should only want to celebrate what people want us to celebrate with them. Yes. yes. So, yeah, it's a very difficult one, Emily, um, and I'm not sure we have the answer to it. We totally feel your pain on it. It's something yes. that I think, I don't know about you, Pippa, but certainly I think me and Kat have been through it before in our past yeah. relationships or current relationship <laughs> for cat um but yeah it's one of those things that you go through and it's not easy so the next tweet we had is from Gemma from life's a catwalk and she said i don't feel pressure from anyone who knows me well i do find i'm almost pitied when i bump into someone i went to school with and they find out i'm single and child free it's the first thing people ask weirdly i think the only question that matters is are you happy what do you guess to her tweet that's well, she's just absolutely hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it's obviously a development on the conversation beforehand because essentially it doesn't matter what she's doing with her life. Why do people not say things like, you know, how's your career going or, or how's your family or something like that? I actually really wanted to talk about um, this amazing podcast that I listened to with um, an author called Lucy Vine, who wrote Hot Mess. She was actually, she's actually been on quite a few podcasts recently talking about some very similar things. Um, but Hot Mess is basically all about this single girl. Lucy talks about how she's made a conscious decision now to be single because she is so sick of not finding the right person and she doesn't want to settle. So you know, I don't know Gemma's situation entirely, but why would Gemma want to be with somebody that she wasn't completely sure on? It doesn't make sense. So why is it so important to other people if she chooses to be single? And actually, you don't need to be validated or happiness isn't found in another person. It's found within yourself. So if she's happy on her own, just doing her own thing, then why does she feel, she may not feel the need to be with somebody because she's quite content. So again, it's just like expectations of, this is what you do, you find someone, you get married, you have kids, you blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to. There's no there's no rule book to your life. And I think you'd be allowed to choose not to be with someone and just be happy. <laughs> Especially considering we're living for so much longer now. And I'm not saying that everyone should just be single for longer. But essentially, if you are single through until you're like late 30s early 40s or anything like that and you are the kind of person that wants to have children then it's still possible for such a long time like it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter at what time in your life you're doing stuff i mean especially considering Gemma's early 30s if she wants a different type of life then she'll go out and get it so i've bumped into someone that i haven't seen for a long time just walking down the street and they've gone, how are you? And we've had like a little chat and they've gone, oh, are you seeing anyone? And I've gone, no, not at the time. And the, it's the look on their face of like, 
oh, that's a shame. Well, I'm sure you'll find someone soon. And you think, what? <laughs> like, I'm perfectly happy as I am at the moment. Yeah. I don't need to be in a relationship for that to define me as a person. Like, yeah. why are you focusing on it as a negative thing? You've just seen me and seen that I'm, like, happy, getting on with life and everything. But it's kind of like a pity thing and it's I just don't see it like that at all um well my mum always says that the one of the worst types of people is the smug married so <laughs> yeah because it's and, and essentially if somebody is pitying you for not having a family and you know not having a partner or whatever they're the kind of person who's got a husband, you know, and got two kids, like very traditional family and everything. And actually, if you were the kind of person that didn't have those things, or you're just an open-minded and nice human being, then you wouldn't be saying something like that, would you? It's the type, it's the type of people that are like, oh, well, my life's better than yours because I've got all this stuff. When actually, you know, behind closed doors, they're probably not as hunky-dory as they're making out it, that it is. Oh, it just really infuriates me. So uh, I saw a tweet that had gone viral because so many people were backlashing against it in that someone had put out, oh, I'm so fed up of seeing all of these single females in their 30s going on about being girl bosses when it's like, my idea of perfect happiness is my children and it had got a picture of her or like a stock image picture it wasn't even her but of like your typical picture perfect 2.4 children they're all like pillow fighting on the bed the mum and dad and the two kids and it was just so many people backlashed against it and said uh why are you transferring what is your idea of your best life onto us because surely that's for us to decide it's like Nowadays, so many people get divorced. Like, divorce rate has gone up massively over time. So what does that tell you? The perfect white picket fence, family life with, you know, a marriage and everything doesn't actually work for everybody. So whoever fed us that bullshit is, is a liar. And secondly, I remember Chris once reading an article. I can't quote it. I can't link it because I don't remember where he read it. But apparently it's been proven that single people are actually happier they are financially better off and live more fulfilling lives you know pursue more of their hobbies and things like that than they would if they're with somebody so I'm not saying that's for everybody but you know just because you're single doesn't mean like oh you're not winning at life you, you know you're not you're not progressing and just doing what's right for you so yeah like what everyone's telling you I think it's gonna be I think it's me really tough and I think it is important for us to express the fact that we are three coupled up people so I can yeah. to any single people out there I hope that you can kind of give us a I don't know how to phrase this but like kind of give us the benefit of the doubt in the sense that we're talking about it from our experiences when we were single I would say that the most important thing whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship is that you know your own value and you know what makes you happy and what makes you tick so you're not reliant on somebody else different people yeah. are going to be happy at different stages of their lives for different reasons yeah. and you shouldn't be putting a pressure on them to conform to your idea of what that perfect happiness is yeah i think you know a relationship shouldn't validate your existence in your life a relationship should only enhance what already is 
your best life so if you're happy doing your own thing then great but if someone comes along they shouldn't take away anything they should definitely just enhance it and then yeah. you know, if it doesn't work out you've still got this great life that you've planned out for yourself and you're still your own person yeah so right we've covered single life we've covered being married um so the next tweet that we've got is from becca at becca social so she says i feel like there's this pressure when you're going into early adulthood to have a solid plan of what you want in the future job wise when to move out etc i wish people wouldn't ask i can't decide what to have for dinner let alone what I want in five years time. God, I relate to that so much. Yeah, I seriously do. I think my main issue that I have actually with this situation is the fact that unlike the whole, are you getting engaged? Are you married yet? Which tends to come from an older generation. Conversations about getting your shit together and um, knowing what your solid plan is for the rest of your life actually can quite often come from people of the same age as us. And I'm like, Mm. seriously, are you kidding me? Just because I'm doing things differently or at a different pace does not mean that I'm doing it wrong or, you know, no, there's no rule book that somebody made where they were like, oh, you need to have achieved this by this time and you need to have achieved this by this time. When it comes to jobs and things, my career has been really up and down over the years. I mean, I left school at 16, went off to college and didn't really know what I was doing and ended up working at sort of 18 in an industry that I didn't really know much about and just kind of fumbled my way around I never had a set career path so am I where I'm meant to be at age 29 probably not do I care no am I happy in what I'm doing yes and that is what you should focus on and um, somebody asked my husband the other day how are you getting on in your job um he said yeah good and he just had two weeks off and they said oh I bet you're gutted to be going back to work. And he said, no, I'm actually really looking forward to it because he loves his job. And that person was so shocked. Like, what? You you love your job? Like, they, they couldn't fathom it. It's weird, yet, isn't it? They're because so it's... successful as well. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like people are putting pressure on you to go down a certain path. And it's not even always a happy path. <laughs> so yeah. um, with careers and that sort of thing, it's like, no, you should be in a solid job by now. Travelling is not a good idea. You should be saving money and you should be getting on that career path and getting that pension in place. And it's like, well, says who? Yeah. You know, if that's right for you, fair enough. But if I want to go and do the travelling, I'm going to go and do the travelling because that's what's right for me. I mean, I was similar to you, Kat, in that I'd really excelled at school up until my GCSEs. And then when I went through into my A-levels, I was expected to go off to university. Uh, My sister had gone to university, so I was going to follow in her footsteps. Um, And what actually happened was that I got halfway through my A-levels and I thought, I don't know if I want to go to university because I can't think of what single topic I would like to cover for the rest of my life. Like, I'm so glad you said that because for me jobs and careers and everything like that was always quite a big pressure i had people at school who were expected to do very great things and being part of that situation means that the same pressures are put on you and that followed me the whole way through my life up until now and i think that there are expectations for me to 
do very, very well and following the footsteps of lots of people that I know. I really, really struggle with the pressures of where you should be at a certain point in your career by a certain age, because I just don't think it's always that possible. Becca in this situation, from knowing her, I imagine that she feels exactly the same because she works in quite a similar job to me. And it's just annoying that people are making out that just because she's kind of following the wave of life and enjoying things as they are currently and enjoying the job that she's doing that's now wrong like that just doesn't make sense to me yeah. I feel like it should be more about how happy you are in your job not how far you're progressing up the ladder like I think there's such a uh, pressure on us all and expectation as we've titled this episode to be like right at this age you must be here blah de blah blah earning x amount if you're earning under that failing if you're happy in your job and you're content and it doesn't take up too much of your life you know you've got a good work balance and life balance then i think you're winning and if you're you know managing your lifestyle on your wage then good for you fuck what everybody else says you know if you're not on a certain wage but you're happy and you're comfortable then who gives a shit that's my honest opinion yeah thank you laura well The thing for me is I think it's pretty fucked up actually in that there's this pressure on us to get into a career and know what that career is going to be for the rest of their life. So A, the job I'm in now is nothing like the job I started out in. Eventually I hit upon a career path that worked for me but certainly straight out of college when I was 18. I didn't have a clue what I was going to be good at and what I was going to enjoy and I had to learn that through experience. So moving on from Becca's tweet which was talking about early adulthood and the expectations and pressures on people then to actually decide what they want to do in the future job wise, um, all that sort of thing. There's then the um, tweet that went out by MarketWatch a couple of weeks ago which I think if you're on Twitter, you've probably have seen it by now, which led to an article. It was uh, linked to an article and it said, by 35, you should have twice your salary saved according to retirement experts. Now, this created quite a backlash on Twitter. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) I'm not surprised. It was quite hilarious. But yeah, it, it was a very sanctimonious tweet and very much you know this is what you should be doing you're failing at life if you haven't done that so um what i found completely hilarious was the replies that started coming and the memes that resulted from it uh so we thought we'd read out a couple of our favorites so uh girls over to you share a couple of them (laughs) okay i'm so excited about this one it's not even funny (laughs) So this one is from Peaky's Blinder and it says, by age 35, you should have a kitchen cabinet dedicated entirely to plastic bags that contain other smaller plastic bags. Can I, <laughs> can yes. I just say, I am that person I am too. and I'm 29. Am I winning at life, girls? I don't it know. Means you've succeeded early, if anything. <laughs> yeah. When that person stops you in the street and they say, you know, what are you doing with your life? And you'd be like, well, I achieved so much today because I realised I've got all the plastic bags in the world. Yeah, come to my <laughs> house, like let bag? me show you. 
<laughs> I literally like trying to offhand them to people. Do you want a bag for that? Because I have all the bags. Please take a bag. Please take a fucking bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I just have to share this. This is not any kind of sponsored thing, but I started shopping at Ocado. They take your plastic bags away and pay you for them. It's the best <gasps> thing ever. I'm literally like, hang on, I'm sure I've got a couple more. And I'll go <laughs> and find them from all around the house for the first time ever. Wow. I feel wow. like I've, I've got to age 35. I've peaked by having that. And now I've gone that step further in that now I shop at Ocado and I give them back. <laughs> I'm bringing my bags to your house. Oh, yeah. So the next one is from Ponies and Sodies, uh, and it says, by the time you're 35, you should have saved at least half of your sandwich for lunchtime instead of nomming it all at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Preach, lady. Preach. If you can do that, I'm waiting until I'm 35 until I can achieve that, because if I see that food in front of me, that is going. I'm, I win at life again. I'm Sorry. 36 now, and sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> there's no age range for it laura don't feel pressured by the tweet oh god i'm failing at adulting <laughs> i'm fine midweek it's on fridays it's like it's 11 o'clock it's boredom, Mama's hungry. Though, isn't it? it's just it boredom <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we're, we're gonna link below to a roundup of all of the best tweets that we've found on this we think you might enjoy it and it's totally more relatable than the bullshit article from Market Watch. So we've talked quite a lot about single life and the expectation that you should be in a relationship. Then we've moved on and said, okay, once you're in that relationship, you pressurized to get married. So I think as we mentioned before, the logical next step, of course, is that people are gonna pressurize you and say, well, we're expecting you to have kids now. So <laughs> uh, should we talk about that for a little bit? So. As I've mentioned already, I am married. I've been married five years in September and everybody, literally, I'm not even kidding, after like even a couple of weeks of being married, we're like, so when you're having kids then? And it's like, holy shit, I don't know. When are we having kids? Oh my God, we've not even had this conversation. Do I even want kids? And even now we are like, do we want kids? Don't know. I'm 29, my husband's 30. And we have no desire at present to have children but yet so many people are sort of pressuring us and going come on join our join our club of of children people children people <laughs> what i mean to say is parents join uh, our club of children people children people <laughs> and we're like no we want to go to festivals we're quite happy with fairy babies known as the cat and the dog so can you just leave us be but really big thing to ask of somebody and expect them to do and, and pressure them into doing because once you have a child you can't just be like oh I don't feel like doing this today <laughs> um, I don't want to be mummy today sorry just not doing it you, it's just it's part of your life so it is a massive responsibility so I just think it's really unfair of people to say when are you having kids can, can you girls relate to that it, it's, a, it's a bit shit is it not? See I can't because I won a football team. Um, <laughs> so I am the odd one out in this situation. But I would never, ever, ever pass judgment on people that I know for the fact that they don't want them. I mean, what about you, Laura? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been through it. I mentioned earlier that I was married 
and it was very much the same for me in that it seemed to be the expectation that not only was it when are you going to get married that once you were married it suddenly became you've got married because you want to have babies and now that's next on your list so get cracking and I was very much pressure yeah and I was very much excuse me (laughs) For a start, you're talking about us having sex, and that's a little bit uncomfortable. Ew. <laughs> um, like, could you please not bring that up? Because I'm British, and, uh, you know, if I wanted to talk about that sort of thing, then I would. But, you know, I'm not going to broadcast it. Um, so even if even if I was trying to have a baby, I wouldn't want to share it with the world. <laughs> because all sorts of things can go wrong with it, for a start. But So I got married... And I turned my attention, having done all of the wedding planning and got really into it and really enjoyed the experience. But then I was like, right, it's career time. I've got a knuckle down now. I want to get on with my career. And I was very focused on that. And everyone else was like, are you having a baby then? And I was like, hold on, this is the peak of my career right now. This is the time when I want to go out and sort of make my mark and get that promotion and go for the job that I really want. Um, I feel I'm at that age to do it. And it was like everyone else was putting the expectation on of, yeah, but you're at the age where your eggs are most fertile, you know. Oh, Oh, piss off. Yeah, and just the, (laughs) I mean, even people of my age would say to me, like, you do know that the risks of um, miscarriages and problems during pregnancy decrease when you get to the age of 30. What if you can't have children like or you're really struggling to conceive? It's such a rude question to are you when are you gonna have kids? We're really fucking trying, but it's not working at so thanks for just like throwing it back in our faces, you total like ass hat. People really <laughs> And that's the thing because you don't you're know what me. people are going through, do you? In that someone could have been through absolute heartbreak. And you don't know it. (laughs) And so just to say to them, well, you want to get on with having a baby. It's like, that could be really soul-destroying for someone. And it wasn't... No shit, Sherlock. Did you enjoy Ask Hat, Pippa? (laughs) (laughs) I really did enjoy that. I love the fact that we do so much swearing occasionally. And then all the rest of the time, we're like, we're so British. La, la, la. Ask Hat. La, la, la. Sorry about the swearing, ass hat. Um, but yeah, I'm really sorry for going. Guys, into... stop saying this. <laughs> it's going in the show notes. Hashtag ass hat. <laughs> the common link between all of these subjects here is the fact that we're saying. If somebody gives you permission in one way or another to talk about a subject, that's when you should get personal. Or like that's when you're allowed to ask questions that maybe you feel like you don't know if you want to ask or not. In all seriousness, there are enough other things in the world for you to talk about than half of the things that we've covered in this. And why on earth do you feel so self-entitled to put that pressure on us as people if actually we haven't brought it up to begin with? So I think that's actually a really good point to wrap up on here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to what we've had to say on this. There are so (laughs) many pressures and expectations and it's nice that we can actually have a laugh about them because realistically, although we've tried to sort of go through them and um, say what we would like to happen, unfortunately, it is one of those things at the minute. So as we said earlier, just to summarise, just think, don't be that dick. 
<laughs> great ending great <laughs> ending there you go finishing season one on a strong point and on that note uh we are actually taking a little break uh we're gonna have a few weeks off so that we can get our brains in gear and come up with some great ideas for some new uh podcast episodes so don't worry we will be back on the 1st of July with season two or episode 11, however we choose to go with it. So put it in your diaries and keep an eye out on Twitter for more updates. And in the meantime, we'll be sharing some of our previous episodes and we hope you have loved them. Yeah, and just if you have any comments, please, please, please do remember to rate us um, and also give us any feedback or any suggestions of things you want us to cover and we'll make sure that we include it in season two. On that note, the only thing we have left to do, ladies, is... Cheers! You have been listening to The Prosecco Sessions with me, Kat Raymond, and co-hosts Pippa Artis and Laura Chambers. If you love it, sub it! And if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to rate it five stars and share so others can find it. Thank you so much for listening and tune in to our next episode. really sorry for um going on to a really serious subject matter in the middle of arse hat appreciation <laughs> hashtag arse hat appreciation